Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. Liz Wheeler here. So DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. According to the left, the definition of diversity is not diversity. It's actually racism or perhaps racial tokenism. According to the left, the definition of equity, it's not equality, it's redistribution of, of wealth or opportunity, it's socialism, essentially. And according to the left, the definition of inclusion is not tolerance for other people's viewpoints or lifestyle choices. The definition, according to the left, of inclusion is actually religious persecution. DEI is not good. DEI is incredibly bad, it's incredibly dangerous, it's something we need to protect our families against. And so I give you the best, or perhaps it's the worst, of DEI, to keep your eyes out for. What you're about to see is Project Veritas undercover journalist talking to a man by the name of David Casamento. He's the assistant superintendent of curriculum at the East Meadow Public School District. And he's discussing his efforts as a political activist in the classroom. He characterizes his work as being political, even though he is ostensibly a teacher. He talks about his efforts to integrate DEI into his classrooms, and he talks about exactly how he discriminates against conservatives and refuses to hire them as teachers in schools so that children will not be exposed to their viewpoints since he said his job is inherently political. Take a look at this. My sexual identity was always part of my, my work because I believe in making connections with kids. Here's the thing with DEI. If you push too hard doing the work and you get this pushback, it will be decades before you can do the work again. Right. So it needs to be incremental. Certainly. will say, and I gotta tell you, I am not opposed to this question, right? Why do we need to sexualize kids at a young age? After the pandemic, I mean, it's, it's dangerous right now. It's dangerous for me, it's dangerous for all people who want to do this work. Do you encourage your teachers to write, like, a curriculum advanced in diversity, equity, inclusion work? Yes, curriculum? covertly. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But we need good people, otherwise the work that myself and my generation have done is for not. And that's why I'm starting. I'm, person, I'm having a personal crisis of conscience because I really feel like right. the work that I've done for 42 years could be for not. Well, I don't want to hurt anybody, and I think I could, the way I'm thinking. You think you could hurt somebody? Yeah, because I really, deep down, I believe that we should be waiting before we make those irreversible decisions. I'm uh, Dave Casamento, uh, Egan is. Uh, I am the assistant superintendent. So let me ask you this question. Why do we care so much about this Project Veritas, James O'Keefe saga, this feud, this breakup, these allegations, the defense? Why do we care so much about this? Is it because we're interested in gossip? Because it's kind of juicy? Because it's kind of salacious? Or is it because of something more real than that? Is it because we see 
the level of institutional capture in civil institutions, cultural institutions, and government institutions in our country, and we feel that we are on the brink of the point of no return. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Joe Biden's administration, well, Joe Biden, I suppose, um, issued an executive order recently called Executive Order on Further Advancing Racial Equity and Support for Undeserved Communities Throughout the Federal Government. What this is essentially is Joe Biden codifying DEI into the administrative state, into the federal government. And many people condemn this because it's wrong. They say, oh, it's tokenism. This is, you shouldn't be hiring someone or not hiring someone based on an immutable characteristic like race. And that is of course true. That's of course accurate. However, that's not the only reason to reject this, nor is it the proper way to fight back against this. The proper way to fight back against this is not a national divorce. It's not for not to balkanize, to have red states and blue states into a, if you're, if you're a red family in a blue state to leave, if you're a blue family in a red state to leave. No, that's not, that's not the proper thing to do. The proper thing to do here is to expose exactly what the Biden administration is doing, meaning what the consequences are, what the implications are, what the damage is from a DEI policy and to show people how it's harming them. And then, and this is a follow-up to what we talked about yesterday, to stop being so nice about it. So let me show you what I'm talking about. Karine Jean-Pierre, the press secretary for the Biden administration, bragged from the podium in the press briefing room about the Biden administration being the most diverse administration ever. Take a look. And we are proud that through our work with members of Congress and stakeholders, we've made the most diverse administration that ever, ever, not even in modern uh, politics, but ever. But what does that mean? A lot of conservatives and Republicans are afraid to sit here and say, that's not a good thing because they're afraid of being accused of being racist. They're afraid of being accused of uh, being a white supremacist, of being a white nationalist. And there are no such thing. Saying that it is not a bragging point to be the most diverse administration ever because there is no inherent morality in diversity, no inherent benefit begot of tokenism is something that we should be saying. Diversity, equity, and inclusion is not diversity of thought. It's not equality. It's not, it's not inclusion of different viewpoints. It's the opposite. In the eyes of the Biden administration, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, is just the principles of critical race theory. Diversity is racism. It's discriminating against certain people based on the color of their skin. Equity is not equality. Equity is socialism. Equity chooses winners and losers. It's, it's everyone having the same outcome, not the same opportunity. It's authoritarianism. 
And inclusion is religious persecution because they don't mean including everyone's viewpoint. They mean you being forced to celebrate, usually the radical LGBTQ agenda. And the implications of this on a cultural level are devastating, they're actually harmful. Look at this New York Times headline. It's called the end of the all male, all white cockpit. It says airlines are struggling to find enough pilots and to diversify a profession that has been very resistant to change. When you get on an airplane, would you feel more confident in the safety of yourself and your family if you know that a pilot, doesn't matter what the pilot looks like, whether it's a boy or a girl, whether this person is black or white or brown, would you feel more confident knowing that this person has passed rigorous training standards or would you feel more confident and safer knowing that this was a black person who was hired just because they're black or a woman hired just because she's a woman. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know what your answer is. It's the same answer that we all answer. And it's not racist to say that because that's not a commentary on women. It's not a commentary on black people. It's a commentary on hiring people who are qualified for the position, not looking at them and say, I like the way you look because you look a certain way. You have certain characteristics that I like. Therefore, I'm gonna let you fly the plane. In Connecticut, in the state of Connecticut, there's a bill, it's, bill, it's called Bill 818, that's proposing reparations, reparations to black people for slavery. What this means is that people who never had slaves are going to be forced by the government to give their money to people who were never slaves. That's socialism, it's authoritarianism. It's unjust, it's unfair. This is harmful to people's lives. The Department of Defense, look at this picture from the Department of, Det of Defense. They tweeted about this, they bragged about hosting a DEI summit at the Department of Defense. The mission of the Department of Defense is to create a war fighting machine in the US military. It's to win wars and kill people. That's what the Department of Defense is about, to protect the homeland, our national security. Are we going to be better at winning wars and protecting our people if we choose, if we hire people based on what they look like instead of based on their qualifications? Of course we're not, of course we're not. And so this goes back to what we were talking about yesterday when we were talking about Matt Walsh and the video that he made about the transgender TikTok star, Dylan Mulvaney, and how some conservatives were saying, you know what, Matt Walsh was too mean. In fact, he was so mean that he was so mean that it was counterproductive to our cause. And I said yesterday, being nice, people misunderstand or, 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 or deliberately, willfully redefine the word nice. Being nice is not, is not the same as being kind. Being nice is not being loving. Being nice is not speaking reality. 
being nice, the way that it's defined by so many people these days on the left, and apparently some on the right, is nothing. Being nice is just being soft. It's just not ruffling feathers. It's not being politically incorrect. It's, it, it has no inherent moral value. It might be easier because you don't have to challenge anything. You don't have to defend your position. You don't have to say anything that someone else is gonna use to levy a false allegation at you. But the, the, the DEI initiative, for example, DEI is racism, discrimination, it's evil, it's tokenism, it's insulting to black people and to women, it's religious persecution, it's socialism, it's Marxism. Our country is worse when we adhere to the tenets, the neo-Marxist tenets of DEI. Black people are worse off. Women are worse off. They really want to um, social engineer the next generation of our nations. And we talk often about um, the institutions, how if you walk into these classrooms, you can see pride flags and Black Lives Matter flags and posters about neo-pronouns. And if you go into teachers union conferences, you can see DEI training and um, CRT training and SEL training. SEL is social emotional learning and it's, it's just as toxic as critical race theory, just as to toxic as DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. But what we don't often talk about is the creators of this curriculum, the creators of the curriculum that teachers unions harness. We talk about the power teachers unions have over choosing curriculum, but we don't talk about the creators of the curriculum. And the creators of the curriculum are clearly very important because that's what's being poured into the minds of your child. Will this woman, Gavin Newsom's wife, Jennifer Newsom, she is one of the faces behind the curriculum being taught to your children. She is one of the proverbial quote-unquote experts. She is speaking to your child, telling them what is true and what is not true, what is right and what is wrong through her warped lens of neo-Marxist ideology. So it's not just the institution that we should focus on. The institution itself can be neither moral or immoral when it's something like a school system, right? There's, there's nothing... There's nothing inherently right or wrong, good or bad, about the idea of a classroom. It's the people running it, the organizations running it, and then the people who are behind the organizations. And so when we talk about institutional capture, the school system's not just captured by the teachers' unions. The teachers' unions themselves are leveraging so-called expert groups, groups that, are, that claim expertise in various disciplines. Like in this case, she is trying to fight sexism through film and making, making films that she charges classrooms to show to their children. This is a face behind the institutional capture. And I think it's easier to understand um, how infiltrated our institutions are, how weaponized our institutions have become when we see the faces behind the institutional capture. That's one. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. 
so the kind of critical race theory that Angela Davis preaches, it's Marxism. She knows it's Marxism. She's, an, she's a self-avowed Marxist. We know it's Marxism because we know how to study, we know how to read, we can see exactly what she's preaching, and we take her at her word. So the kind of critical race theory that she's preaching is Marxism. And it's embedded into our society via DEI. We've talked about this a lot on the show. DEI is diversity, equity, and inclusion, but it's not the way that you and I would define the word diversity as diversity of thought, diversity of experience. Equity is not equality, even though it sounds very similar. Um, and inclusion is not actual inclusion. It's the opposite of inclusion. It's not tolerance for uh, a diversity of viewpoints or lifestyles or value systems. That's how you and I might understand DEI or diversity, equity, and inclusion if we defined it the way that these terms have traditionally been defined. But the left, and by the left, I mean Marxists, and which means communists, have redefined these words. Now, that's not only a facet of what it means to be a communist to try to obliterate reality, it's also proof that communists want to control our lives. They want to appoint themselves as the arbiters of truth to tell us, actually, what you think you know isn't true, but you have to take our word for it, that what we now say the definition of diversity is, even though it differs from what you already knew, is the real definition of diversity. So it's a very, very mind-bendy, a very poisonous, a very tricky communist tactic, but DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, I mean, diversity by the standards of the left is racism. Equity by the standards of the left is, is socialism and authoritarianism. And inclusion is actually religious persecution. So very, very evil stuff, very evil stuff. We know this. It is embedded into our nation at school, at the university, in the university system, in workplaces, in hospitals, in healthcare. It's really becoming something that you can't escape. And it's about to get much worse. It's about to get embedded so deeply into our country that we, the American people, have no way to eradicate it. And I say this, I say this somewhat as a warning. I say this because we need to sound the alarm on this before it's too late. Because we're at the point right now where at individual university levels, we could eradicate DEI if we wanted. We could say, listen, you're not going to get federal grants. You're not going to get federally subsidized student loans if you perpetuate DEI. We could do this if we had a Republican president. At the state level, we could get rid of ESG. We could have state legislatures and state treasurers do what Riley Moore did in West Virginia, for example. He's the treasurer of West Virginia, and ban investment firms that traffic in ESG, ESG being, being what, what enforces DEI. It's the enforcement mechanism of DEI. Um, we could have states be prohibited from investing any taxpayer money with investment firms that, that invest um, using ESG metrics. ESG metrics are that the social credit score that businesses are graded against. ES, and these ESG metrics are very far leftist um, political ambitions. So if, uh, if a company doesn't have DEI as part of their corporate structure, they would get a low score. If they if they support the um, UN's climate, climate, agenda, or climate change agenda, then they would get a, a high score, right? So if um, and if you get a low score, you might be denied access to capital. You might be punished by these investment firms. If you get a high score, then you get a, then you get access to capital. You get lower lower rates. You actually have access to um, to the market. It's the enforcement mechanism. ESG is the enforcement mechanism of DEI, which is critical race theory, which is Marxism. It's a little convoluted, but it's important that we understand kind of the clear train of thought between what we see when we hear equity 
and how it not only goes directly to Marxism, but it is embedded into our nation and it's anchored there by this ESG stuff.